0: Hello, everybody. This is Chris from Big Talk with Chris and Greg. Hey, I just wanted to thank everybody for listening to part one and two on our series about movie soundtracks. Just a reminder you can get a hold of us on Instagram at Big Talk CG. You can also shoot us an email at Big Talk CG at gmail.com. You know, let us know what are some of your favorite movie soundtracks, which are the ones you love, which ones do you hate. You know, do you agree with us, do you disagree with us? You know, let us know. Uh, Thank you very much for listening and now on to part 3. All right guys, here we go. Part 1 boom down. Part 2 boom down. Part 3 movie soundtracks. Songs from movies. Our favorites. But l- let's just continue. I mean can't stop won't stop, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm ready, man. I still got a whole list. You got a, a senior book of <laughs> notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my mind. What are you talking We're, about notes? We're gonna have to be uh, <laughs> part seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna go longer, us or Friday the Thirteenth? Oh, <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, they're already at like seventy-four, right? Yeah, you're pretty close to seventy-four. I'm close. You are but no cigar. No cigar. Okay, hey. So let's let's go ahead and just continue. Let's let's get this uh, uh, discussion uh, continued on for part three. Uh, you know, one of them uh, might surprise you a little bit. One of my favorite movies that came out in recent years was uh, The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. Nice. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Yeah, definitely saw that one. You know, I, I went into it saying to myself, uh, all right, I'll watch it. We'll check it out. Man, right from the get-go, the first song, the title track, Greatest Show, Hugh Jackman. I was like... I had to pause it and be like, dude, is it, is, is he really singing this dude, man, you go and you, yeah, it's Hugh Jackman and he right. can act, he can fight, he can sing, he can shoot freaking blades out of his fist. <laughs> <laughs> he can do it all. He can do it all. I've seen him in WWE and now he's singing. And man, I, I couldn't get enough of this movie. Um, uh, I, I have the soundtrack on my phone. I, I listened to it, uh, my wife listens to it. She loves it. Uh, we all love it. But man, the, the songs on this are really, uh, really, uh, it's almost like you, you would think it was like a, a theater production first, and then it went to a movie. But really, it's, it's just the movie. And man, the, the first track, Greatest Show, Hugh Jackman sings it. It's really like, uh, it's really strong. It's strong. It really hits you hard. All right. um, then there's a, there's a lot of other songs under there. They're great. Uh, million dreams is, is, is amazing song. Uh, one of the highlights for me that I really like in the movie and the scene is just good is Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron are in a bar and Hugh Jackman is trying to get him to partner up with him. You know, he plays P.T. Barnum is mm-hmm. uh, Hugh Jackman's character and they do this uh, song called other side and man, it's just, it, it's just a, man, it's a great song. The scene is great. The dance moves are great. You know, I'm seeing it in my mind right now and man, I can't get enough of it. It stands alone on its own. Uh, another great song is, is uh, never enough. It's one of the bigger songs in the movie. Uh, Hugh Jackman's character is looking for uh, another act for his show. He wants to hire this, uh, singer. Her name, her character's name is, is uh, Jenny Lind. is played by Rebecca Ferguson. Um, He, she's like the biggest singer in the world. He needs her, or he wants her to do like a show in his show. And uh, she actually, the the thing, the Rebecca Ferguson who plays the actress actually doesn't Mm -hmm. sing the song, it's a Lauren Allred is actually does the the singing for the part. Uh, but never enough, great song, great song. Uh, another one is This Is Me, it's kind of an ensemble thing. It's where because basically what he has is. A, bu- a bunch of people, you know, the P.T. Barnum story, short of calling it a freak show, it's a freak show. Um, you have the bearded woman. You have the, you know, the, the small person riding on the on the horse. You have all, you know, all those kind of characters. Mm-hmm. And there's a song, uh, This Is Me, where it's kind of like a point where they just, this is us. They're, they're kind of coming to terms with themselves. It's a really strong song. Uh, you, emotional song. It's just empowering. It's great. Um then there's, uh, of course, there's, you know, like they always have in movies, there's the, the love story, underlying love story. Uh, Zendaya and, and uh, Zac Efron's characters, they have a, a song, Rewrite, St- Rewrite the Stars. Um, great song. I think I may have even heard it on the radio before. I, I think that that one may have been out on the radio. <sighs> great song great great voices you know you don't realize you know how multi talented some of these young actors and actresses are and and i can appreciate it. it may not be you know all the time exactly the stuff that i listen to or want yeah. to listen to or up my alley but i can appreciate stuff when it's good no matter what it is and top to bottom greatest showman soundtrack as far as things that have been out recently to my knowledge
1: one of the better ones that i've heard Nice. Um. Anything else from that movie that you loved? I mean, the um, whole, you, from the beginning to end, you said you loved it, uh, the movie and stuff like that. I, I want to say I saw it too. Um, I don't think I took away from what you got from it. Um, I thought the, the soundtrack was good. The songs were good. It fit. And I told, it, told it a good story. I mean, from what it was, yeah, it was all right. I, 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 maybe I, I took away a little bit more from it uh, than what you did, but...
0: Uh, I just thought it was it was so well done. Um, like I can say, maybe the, the you know the fact when I I went into it thinking I'm gonna regret watching this, I'm gonna hate it, it's gonna be crap. They don't make musicals like they used to. It's almost like a throwback. Okay. Uh, it's almost like a throwback to musicals that they used to make. They don't make them like this anymore. Why am I gonna watch it? Man, I watched it. I was like, wow, this is really good, and the fact that. You know, a lot of times in some of these movies, we'll, we'll talk about some later, where the actors that are portraying people or that are playing characters, they're not the ones singing. Zendaya is singing, Efron's singing, uh, Hugh Jackman is singing. Um, some of the minor characters are actually singing their parts. It's just the one that I talked about that, that really doesn't do her singing. But, I mean, when you listen to that song, you're like, yeah, they needed to get her, the other girl to sing it. I mean, it's an amazing song. So I think it was, you know, you you pile the the surprise factor onto everything. And, you know, having enjoyed, you know, musicals before, you know, I I come from, uh, you know, enjoying some things that I've seen on the stage, you know, like Phantom of the Opera and stuff like that. I really like it was really a throwback and I really enjoyed it. And as far as musicals as of late
1: doesn't get really any better I think than The Greatest Showman. Nice. Uh, One of the movies I want to talk about next is a movie my wife loves called Xanadu um, from the 70s. Um, Olivia Newton-John, kind of a futuristic, um, artsy film where there's a lot of roller skating, a lot of dancing, a lot of singing, uh, a lot of good versus evil. Um, Two of the songs from that the most that that stuck out for me is, of course, Magic, Olivia Newton-John doing that song, which also probably is a hit single for her because I think she still sings it today in her live concerts and the actual song Xanadu uh, from Olivia Newton-John and Electric Light Orchestra, or ELO. Um, you know, two great songs from a soundtrack from the 70s. Um, it's great, man, these, you know, set in Los Angeles. Great stuff, you know, I mean, what more can you can you get from that kind of stuff? I don't think I've seen that movie. Um, of course I'm familiar with
0: Olivia Newton-John, but um... Are you familiar with magic? Like that that single? I I I know what magic is. I've seen (laughs) it. I've seen it perform. (laughs) You see It's all an illusion. (laughs) (laughs) I saw someone make the space shuttle disappear once. Was that David what's cover not David Coverdale? (laughs) (laughs) Copperfield? (laughs) Yeah, David Copperfield. No. But I don't I don't know any of the songs. I don't know. All right. Oh uh, that, that's that's fair. I mean, I just did that come out at the same time as uh Saturday Night Fever?
1: I would probably say after. After? Yeah. So Sp- maybe there was a following or a something after that. Yeah. So yeah, that. I don't
0: know. I, I I just I'm just seemed to miss the boat on that one. I think that maybe it was just before my time. I just something maybe I need to go back and and look at. Um I told you guys at the end of the last episode that I was gonna kinda flash back on uh, some stuff, and uh, one thing I really wanted to talk about was uh, some more John Hughes, and uh, two movies in particular that I wanted to talk about were um, uh, Pretty in Pink and uh, Sixteen Candles. Now, I know, Greg, you've seen both of these movies. I mean, who hasn't seen them? Uh, But Pretty in Pink, um, one of the, I mean, John Hughes movies, I mean, Breakfast Club, it's probably the biggest one. 16 Candles mm-hmm. is probably right there too, but Pretty in Pink. If you look at all the movies he's done, that's probably the one that I think has the best soundtrack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if You Leave by uh, OMD, Orchestra Maneuvers in the Dark was a big hit. I remember seeing it on MTV. It was great. Um, another minor hit from there was Left of Center with uh, Suzanne Vega. It, I don't remember it being out, but I know it was released as a single. I don't remember hearing it. I wasn't into th- it. Was kind of more of a new wave kind of thing, and I really wasn't into that. Yes. Um of course, dude. The psychedelic furs, the title track, right? "Pretty in Pink," is a jam, dude. That is a jam. It's, dude. I have that, man. I, I when I hear that song, I crank it. it. It's right up there when it comes to the, the John Hughes soundtracks, right up there with "Simple Minds." Uh, don't you forget about me? It's like just that's number one that one's just right underneath it and man when i hear that song i just crank it dude i crank it when i if i'm listening on my on my radio you know put it in a mix maybe just can you know just chilling chilling right Uh, i love it uh another song that many people may not be familiar with is uh bring on the dancing horses by uh echo and the bunny man okay yeah and really when that um i didn't see most of these movies when they came out because of just my age Mm mm-hmm And, you know, I didn't have access to go to the movie theaters by myself. I've already documented how I lived in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And I'm not riding my bicycle hours to get into the city. But, uh, uh, you know, so I had to go back and revisit these. So some of the songs that are on some of these soundtracks, unless they were the big songs in the movie, um, I retroactively had to go back and listen to them. And that's one song that I, I went back. And when I've listened to the soundtrack, I'm like, oh, my God, dude, this song is really good. And it's new wave. It's not really up my alley. But like I've said before, dude, if a song is good, if it's done well, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's a good song. And man, that that Bring on the Dancing Horses by Echo and the Bunnymen, I, I listen to it. I, I usually listen to it and go back and repeat and listen to oh, it okay. like twice in a row, dude. I just think it's a great, great song. You guys, if you haven't heard it, when you're done listening, jot it down. Jot it down. Uh, Bring on the dancing horses by Echo and the Bunnymen, and go listen to it. It's it's a great song. I, I, I love it. I love it. You, uh, are there any other songs on there? Or you pr- or am I pretty much hitting all the hitting all the uh, the high points? Right You're hitting there. all the high points for me too. Um, another one, uh, another John Hughes movie that I wanted to talk about was Sixteen Candles. Yes, one of my favorites. Um, I think everybody has seen this one. It's just. <laughs> hilarious it's funny quintessential john hughes now here's the here's the funny thing about um john the 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 soundtrack for that is it was actually only released as um a five song mini album so it isn't really like one of these lps that you know at side one side two we're gonna put 12 songs on here 10 songs whatever's gonna fit it was only five songs and the highlight of that was um thompson twins uh the song that was at the end of the movie gosh darn it and I, I song escapes me right now the name of it but uh man the fact that that was only there were uh five tracks released for that uh uh album was just mystifying i mean 30 songs in the in the movie but let's just put out a little mini album
1: and let it go at that yeah they didn't that didn't sound like they just put five out yeah so um you know
0: when i go back and you watch that movie it's you know the music really uh plays uh uh is like the backbone of it like a john a lot of john hughes movies are and you know it's unfortunate that 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 movie didn't really get it's due as far as, as far as a release. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'm sure they won't do it now, but you know, it would have been nice for them
1: to like retroactively have done that, but
0: you know, not, we don't
1: have no control over that. uh, The song about the Thompson tins was that one. If you were here. Yes, that's it. That's it. If you were here, that's it. That's the one that, uh, takes place at the end when, uh,
0: Molly Ringwald's character and Jake Ryan, Jake Ryan. Yes. And, uh, yeah, if you were here and, uh, Man, that's a good jam. But that was really the only song on that little five song. I think they had the 16 Candles by um, uh, Stray Cats might have been on that. I don't know if that um, Happy Birthday was on there. I can't remember who sang that. It was like, happy birthday, happy birthday. Oh, okay, yeah. I can't remember who sang I think that might have been another one that was on there, but man i mean jams in that whole song
1: (laughs) you know what song is on there Uh, that i love turning japanese oh by the vapors By the vapors dude (laughs) that's i mean think about it the school dance
0: i mean there were in great songs throughout that whole movie and you know can't get enough yeah can't get enough wish they would have had a full soundtrack for that
1: could have had them all in one spot Right, I I think another good song was um, "True" by Spandau Ballet. Yeah, that's that that was the, another that song. Plays I mean, that, I think it was a hit before it was on the on that soundtrack, but that still brought yeah, that song onto an, another level. I think
0: that plays when they're at the the gym, you know, the little high school gym dance, yeah. and man, it, I, I you say the songs and I'm flashing back. I'm thinking about the scene in the movie. So, but yeah, I, I definitely uh, those two John Hughes movies. uh Unfortunately, you know, Sixteen Candles didn't have the soundtrack, Uh, Pretty in Pink, probably of the John Hughes, the strongest one by far, by far.
1: You know, I got two movies from a director, which I'm going to talk about. One is uh, Days of the Confused, Richard Linklater. Um, Love his movies. Uh, Especially uh, Days of the Confused and another uh, one of his movies called Everybody Wants Some. So Days of the Confused about the... um, Last Day of School in the 70s. Uh, head to Toe, this soundtrack is super, super killer. Good songs go with, even though they only play 20, 30 seconds of each song, but it, it sets the tone. It sets the, uh, the feeling of the scene and stuff like that. Some of them that are my favorites definitely are Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith. Starts off that way. Uh, love it. Uh, another one is... Uh, School's out, Alice Cooper. Uh, you know, school bell rings, and, and who doesn't love to sing "School's Out"? Um, free ride from Edgar Winter. You know, everybody's cruising, everybody having a good time. Free ride. Another uh, one which I never really loved or, or heard until the movie was "Hurricane" by Bob Dylan. I didn't really know about that song, or hear it, or, or know anything of it, but you know, I hear it. And I love that song today. It's just super killer. Um, ZZ Top's "Tush," um, killer song from them. Um, rockin', rollin', Texas, all that good fun stuff from the movies, 1975, 76, which is the area that it was on. Um, another one of my favorites is "Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo." Rock and roll hoochie coo. Yeah, yes, you know all that stuff. Man, man. I lo-
0: uh, yeah, you know what? You- you could just read off the whole track list on that one. It's it's great. It's it's really a who's who and what's what of that seventies rock sound. Right, it goes great with that movie. The movie, if I remember correctly, is set nineteen seventy six. It takes yeah. place in. Te- uh, te- man, te- it's Texas. Great yeah. movie, dude. Great movie. What, if I'm not mistaken, I think the two guys that really are making like their breakthrough on that are. Uh, ben Affleck and Matthew McConaughey I think are I both I want to
1: say that I think that was one of uh, Ben's first movies mm-hmm. and same thing with Matthew McConaughey yeah. I think they were all right young, all right. <laughs> young actors <laughs> and you know still that movie that see, they, they did such a great character everybody loves it you know oh, yeah. cult following that you know it goes through uh, to finish up Days of Confused um, Tuesday's Gone from Leonard Skinner the, yeah. a totally great song <laughs> Leonard Skinner what underrated uh, definitely. And uh, to end this, a Summer Breeze, uh, Seals and Croft, um, small, soft, romantic, soft rock hit. Man, I love it. I, I still love it today. It it, re- it reminds me of summer ending. So say three weeks ago, if I was hanging out by the pool, hanging out outside watching the sunset, that's the song I'd want to hear. You know, summer breeze. When,
0: when I think about that movie the song that comes to my mind first is Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. It, it opens the movie, the scene, uh, the, the the muscle cars rolling through the school parking lot, and, you know, and then you look, it's not on the soundtrack. <laughs> it's not on the soundtrack. I'm like, what's going on here? Steven Tyler, give them the rights. What's going on here? I mean, yeah. to me, uh, it, it, when you're watching the movie it sets the tone of the movie uh in my opinion aerosmith's best song uh okay and i I just can't I don't know I don't know there must have been something going on with legal or in some way or other they couldn't get it on the album correct borderline criminal but everything else on that album is, is, is yeah super killer is, is I mean really I, good I,
1: that's one of those other two soundtracks before you do that the other the other movie that Richard uh, Linklater did, was a movie, a nod to Dazed and Confused, almost a uh, spiritual sequel. It's called Everybody Wants Some, which is now set in the 80s in Texas. Uh, going from there, same thing. Now the kids are uh, Dazed and Confused. The kids were leaving high school. Now these guys are entering college uh, from the move, from start of the movie. Um, not a lot of super-duper songs that I would... Say moved me, but some of the highlights from there, uh, my Sharona, the knack starts it off. Um, one that I wouldn't say I'm a fan of, but I do know it and probably could, you know, spew off a couple of lyrics would be uh, Rapper's Delight, the Sugar Hill Gang. You know, it's just that's that is a great song from the 80s and just kind of has a moving groove that everybody loves. Um, some of the other songs, Shake Your Groove Thing, Peaches and Herb, and uh, Gary Newman's The Cars, you know some of those songs are, uh, are just. I don't think I've seen that movie. It's it's great. it's a good fun movie, dude. It's very similar to Days to Confuse. Like I said, it's a light tribute or a light sequel to these type of, of movies. Another good one from the uh, Richard Linklater. Love know? it, love it. I'm gonna have to check it
0: out. But before yeah. I do, I'm gonna have to cut. Cut loose. <laughs> Everybody cut foot loose. Come on. How <laughs> do you know I had to go there? Who? Mr. Now, 80s. I, I,
1: are you talking about the original or the remake? What remake? Oh, they did a remake. Of, no, they didn't. They did. No, they didn't. They did. No, they didn't. Okay. They
0: did. I know they did. No, no, they didn't. I know they did, but they didn't. Just like Karate Kid, they didn't do a remake. No. That's Cobra Kai.
1: No, no, or, no. The, the Hilary Swank version? <laughs> oh. No, I'm talking about um the other one. What other one? Jaden Smith. Oh yeah, we gotta yeah, recognize that, that doesn't even exist. I don't recognize
0: it. Um we'll digress. All right. <laughs> all right. Well let's go back to some uh, footloose. Footloose, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh I can't get enough of Kenny Loggins. <laughs> I can't get enough of Kenny Loggins. You said and he I, was coming back. I told you he was coming back, guys. I told you he was coming back. You can't escape you can't escape the loggins, man. And <laughs> you know footloose uh kevin bacon laurie singer uh what a great movie uh big town boy from chicago moving to a small town i believe it's in colorado i believe um and they have this law against music and dancing and he just doesn't understand what's going on with this town of course it's you know religious and and those are the reasons and you know you find out other things that have happened you know with the families mm-hmm. that, are, that have lived there but man it, that soundtrack is just I mean from the beginning obviously the whole opening you know scene or the whole opening of the movie with you know the credits of you know who's in the movie and stuff is it, playing Footloose it's got the feet dancing how great you know it starts out the movie you know d- just on the, on the right beat, on the right foot, <laughs> I guess you should say, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the, uh, the song that really, um, kind of, I, whenever I hear it reminds me of the movie is, uh, the girl gets around. Oh yeah. From the whole scene when they're driving the, the, the car, co- the trucks down the, uh, the car and the truck down the street, the semi starts coming Laurie Singer's character is Strad has one foot in the car, one foot in the truck. Here comes the semi. What are you gonna do? Preacher's daughter. It's it's all there, guys. It's all there. If you haven't seen it, it's another. You know, we keep saying it, man. You, you guys should be keeping a list. I need everybody to go buy a little pocket notebook, keep a list for your go back and checkouts, <laughs> so you guys can go see and you know see all the things that we're, that we're demanding you see to right? keep along. Uh But man, that scene is is it really shows um how her character is defiant um uh, john lithgow plays her father who's the pastor that's kind of like the father figure for the whole city and uh it just kind of really shows how defiant she is because right after that they go to the little you know i think it's called the tip top or whatever that little uh drive-in uh diner that they go to and and Nope, there they go. They're going to play another song, Dancing in the Sheets. That's got to have sexual connotations. It's about sex. You know, they're playing that. There she is again, going against her father's wishes for the whole town. And, uh, you know, of course he shows up and he's like, Oh, I thought your, your mom didn't think you had any money to go out tonight. Here's some money. He just walks away. And it's kind of like, all right. Almost uncomfortable. Um, Another great song, dude, is Almost Paradise. Right? We got to talk about Almost
1: Paradise. Two great singers coming together to make one great romantic song. Yeah, we got uh, Mike Reno from
0: Loverboy. Yeah. And then we have uh, Ann Wilson from Heart. And, man, when you talk about uh, not a power ballad, not a power ballad, it's just a ballad, love ballad, love song it's uh in my opinion it's not a power ballad it doesn't have that feel but man it's it's from that era from the 80s it's probably one of the better uh you know love songs and it fits in that movie well and man it's two great singers doing a great song and uh it's almost paradise almost (laughs) almost paradise uh let's hear it for the boy uh uh, holding out for a hero when he's, you know, dancing, you know, in the, in right. the like the train station or whatever that little area is. Barnyard and, or something? Yeah, the barnyard. Um, uh, there's a, the credit song at the end, uh, I'm Free by Kenny Loggins. Like I told you guys before, whenever he's doing a soundtrack, he's going to say, hey, I need a spot on side A, I need a spot on side B, I need two songs. He got his two songs. Um, I can't say enough about this soundtrack. I mean when it first got released the original soundtrack it only had nine songs nine songs the one song that for me as a metal fan that i was disappointed that's not on the original was bang your head by quiet riot one okay. of your favorites you were talking about that in a previous episode that we did um they did a, a 15th anniversary re-release of the soundtrack and that was actually on there i think that's the copy that i own it has uh uh bang your head hurt so good by john cougar Camp. nice Uh, waiting for a girl like you and and another song and a remix song but man those three songs they're in the movie uh i don't know why they weren't on the soundtrack you know again it must have been something to do with legal it must have been something to do with with something where like no that's our song we're going to lease it on our own because we want to sell our album not your soundtrack
1: right that could have done that too so yeah i don't know Another movie which I would like to talk about, um, another one of my wife's favorites called Singles. This is set in the 90s in Seattle. Um, and the that whole soundtrack, I want to I wanna say, takes a, a, a bit and piece of the Seattle sound from the movie. Some of the standouts, Alice in Chains, Wood. That song, first time I heard it, I think it was on this soundtrack that I heard of the movie. Totally loved it. It just starts off slow and goes into a banger, man. I, I love it. Um, Breathe from Pearl Jam. Um, Chris Cornell does a, um, I don't want to say acoustic, but a does a, a song by himself called Seasons. Very beautiful. Um, Battle the Evermore from Love Mongrels, which is um, two side, uh, two bands coming together to form a one band. Uh, a Led Zeppelin cover.
0: Yeah, that's that's the uh Ann and Nancy Wilson uh, side project that they did. Uh I forget who uh, who are the other I think it was Jerry Cantrell. Jerry from, Can- Yeah, they had some other Allison Chains Chains yeah.
1: did that. Um and then another song which uh, I love from there is a song called Chloe Dancer. Um Crown of Thorns from Mother Love Bone, which Mother Love Bone in the Seattle area was you know a band that was on the verge of making it but this is one of their songs that's just absolutely great, beautiful. Um, you can't get enough of that song, man. They're just so much. Another hidden um, songs on there. A song from Jimi Hendrix. Um, May this be love. That was not a very popular song from him, but I mean, they took it, threw it in there, and it definitely works well because Jimi definitely is part of. Um, I wouldn't say the '90s Seattle scene, but you know. I think he lived in 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 Seattle, that, you know, in his day, and then to end the, the soundtrack is "Drown" from Smashing Pumpkins, which obviously is a great hit.
0: Yeah, you know, as as much as it pains me, I miss the whole boat on singles. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I'm from Washington, the Great Northwest. I just I don't know. Maybe it was, I don't know. I just missed it. Just missed it, and uh, I, I do know uh, uh, most of the songs that you're talking about. And yeah, they are, you know, the, the gem on that one is "Wood" by. In my, I love "Wood" by um Alison Chains. Chains. Uh, of course, they released that as a single. Mm-hmm. And man, that's that's a band we need to talk about sometime because they just they don't get the the due. They're kind of lumped in with the with the rest of those bands. And uh, but yeah, I I haven't seen uh, that movie so. Um, you know, I got, I got to go back and watch it, you know. I'm yeah, going to bust put out it, my little notebook that I yeah, got put my it notebook. on your list. I got it on my list that I need to go back. If you haven't seen it, go back. Greg is commanding you and demanding that you go back and Let's watch see singles. it. Singles,
1: yeah. Ta- uh, another fun date movie. Uh, just something easy you can watch. Don't have to get in-depth in, in the storyline or anything because it tells about four or five different storylines. But easy watch. Good, fun uh, date night movie to, you know, watch too. So who's a uh, um,
0: singles, you know, uh, who are, do you remember who were some of the actors or anything that were in that uh, movie off the top of your head, uh, Matt, know, Dillon. Matt Dillon, and I know I'm kind of springing this question on, on, on you right now, but um, I do remember Matt Dillon did that, did that, uh, that didn't have Ethan, that's reality bites. I think I'm thinking of that had uh, Ethan Hawke in it. Uh, Correct. I, I can't remember. Sorry to spring that question on it's you. Right. This is live podcasting we're just uh going by the seat of our pants here oh uh, bridget fonda was the other one. Oh, bridget fonda there was definitely there in that go.
1: one um uh campbell scott Kara sedwick were, were some of the main actors on that okay one. okay okay uh, of course matt Dillon. that's all that i would say would definitely
0: we'll have to go check it out it's yeah. in
1: my notebook everybody
0: write it down in theirs <laughs> um <laughs> I'm going to switch gears up and, and kind of rewind it back to the uh, 70s, the good old 70s, and we're going to talk about a movie that was originally a musical, stage musical. Um, I seem to be talking about these a lot. You know, I enjoy them. Uh, Grease. Oh, that's the one we're going to talk about. All right. Um, you've already talked about John Travolta. You've already talked about Olivia Newton-John. Let's put them together. All right. Um, Grease, to me, is just a fun movie.
1: Are you into Greece? I love Greece. Um, I I that's one of those movies it's even if I'm watching TV and it kind of oh, Greece is on. Half the movie's over or it just started. Leave it on, start singing him songs, man. Yeah, you know, it's it starts off, you know, they they run the credits at the beginning, the the Greece
0: uh, song is playing at the beginning. Uh Greece is the word is the word. You know, that love it, love it. Um but the big the, the big song on the beginning of that is Summer Nights. Right. The beginning. Um, you know, the John Travolta's character is is telling his guys, the T birds you know, Oh, I met this girl. Sandra D is telling her girlfriends, you know, she's new at school, she was from Australia. She just moved there. She's telling all of her friends about this guy she met but it's so hilarious of how their stories of what happened different. He's like, right. Yeah. We got down and dirty. We got nasty, uh, <laughs> you know, the musical <laughs> version of getting down and nasty. And hers is like, Oh, he was so nice. He was a gentleman <laughs> and all this stuff and held my know, hand, and, held my hand. That's right. Uh, <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. And, uh, you know, it's just so funny, but man, the, I just, that song just really knocks it out of the park for me on that movie. I mean, you get the, the dance choreography with the T-Birds, you know, going across the bleachers and they're, you know, macho, like, tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. And he's like, we got down in the sand. (laughs) Fun song, fun, fun song, uh, really kind of sets the tone for she's a sweetheart. He's quote unquote, a bad boy, uh, but he's really got a heart of gold and he really does like this girl. Boy. But he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. Is he number one bad
1: boy? No, he's not the number, one bad, number uh, one
0: bad boy. But you know, he's got a heart of gold and he, he likes this girl, but you know, he's got to put up this front in, in front of his friends. But, um, you know, uh, then, then, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the movie I believe takes place back in the fifties. Mm-hmm. If I remember uh, my timeline, correct. So we're, we're racing cars. we got rat rods. we got stuff like that. Grease lightning, you know, they're building their car and grease lightning is the name what they decided to name their car. So, you know, we got to sing a song about that. And that's right. Another song that when you hear it, I got to watch this too. And then grease lightning is just a macho, macho song. And we're going to, we're going to sing about our car and how awesome we are and how awesome our car is and how awesome our car makes us and, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but I think that probably the song that most people uh, take away from that movie is you're the one that I want. That's the song that pretty much ends the movie, you know, Sandra D and uh, Danny Zuko, who's Johnny Travolta's character end up being together. And, uh, you know, they do the little do it. You're the one that I want. And, you know, you, if you're, If you haven't heard that song, just go to a karaoke bar. You're going to hear it. Just go to a karaoke bar. You're going to hear, you know, uh, two people go up there singing. you're the one that I want. Uh, It's a great song. She turns bad girl, but then he's kind of like, you don't have to be bad girl, but he likes the fact that she turned bad girl. Uh, You know, she's all dressed in black instead of her like poodle dress and shit. But man, it's it's a great song for the end of that movie. And you know, it's, Love it, love it, love that movie. It's like you said, it's one of those movies that no matter where it is, if it's on TV and you're just flipping, you're gonna stop and you're gonna watch it. Oh, it's the end, I'm gonna watch it. It just started, I'm right. gonna watch it. It's halfway through, I'm gonna watch it. Exactly, there's a commercial going on, I'll wait. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, commercials, fine, I'll watch it. Yeah, nice. uh, love it, love it, love it. And uh, you know, another one of those, you know, movies where it's not a, a you know like a back like background music you know because it's a musical so you got the actors are actually singing the songs uh you know can't get enough of it can't get it, can't get enough uh one of the other songs um that i really like uh gosh what was the one that uh uh hopelessly devoted to you yes. that was um the one song that they made that was an original that wasn't in the original uh stage production, okay. the Grease production that they did original for, Livia Newton John, uh, she sings it out on the porch, you know, in the slumber party. But besides that, it, it all stays true to the musical and love it, love it, love it, love it. Can't get enough of it. And uh, you know,
1: if you guys haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been living, put it in your notebook. Nice. Um, Another movie I want to bring up is the uh, Pulp Fiction.
0: Oh, yeah, Um, Pulp Fiction.
1: Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino. um, Like we've talked about this guy, man. Quentin Tarantino knows how to put a soundtrack together. I mean, I think he makes his movies and he has so many soundtracks or has soundtracks which he knows that he wants to put into there.
0: You know, sometimes it's almost like, I got these songs. What can I do to make a movie around them?
1: Right? I mean, it kind of feels that way, too. I mean, from being... Um the opening uh mister Lou from Dick Dale, you know, that coming on, that riff. Yeah, dude, that's that's really sets a tone
0: for the movie right there, you know. Right. You're watching the first time I saw it was in the movie theater and boom, Pulp Fiction comes up. You know, it's just like uh, that was the first time I really heard Dick Dale too. And one of the good things about soundtracks is you hear songs from different genres that you're not ever going to hear from anywhere else. Correct. Because they're in the movie and you're like, who is that? Now I got to sit through the credits to see who that was because I want to know who it was because I'm going to go find more stuff by them because that song was killer. And that, uh, Miserable
1: by Dick Dale, when I heard that, I go, I got to find more by that guy. And I found more and I love it all. it. And another one which I loved was uh, Jungle Boogie, Cool in the Gang. Um, uh, Son of a Preacher Man was definitely one of those. Songs that were just out of control, uh, "Girl, you know you'll be a woman soon," from um, "Urge Overkill." Oh, yeah, I think that was um, that
0: song. I think was made. Was that made for the movie? Did this? You know, I'm not sure because about I that remember man. it being on uh, uh, MTV right around that same time. Uh, maybe, maybe I could be wrong, but I, I, that's just the way I recollect it. Definitely. I don't know. Um, you know, Pulp Fiction. Uh, the thing I remember bo- most about Pulp Fiction, obviously, the music, was that was a big, big comeback movie for the John Travolta that we just talked about in Greece. Yeah, definitely. He was really not doing anything. Correct. And, you know, I don't know what circumstances allowed him to get back into that movie, but, man, that was a really big comeback for him because it's, after that, it was stratospheric for him. And he just was a box office smash in every movie. Correct. From that, from he that he mind. In. Yeah every movie um yeah that one, that soundtrack's got a lot of a lot of good tunes a lot of good
1: tunes um uh, great movie great movie you, you know about that a lot of people do the the dialogue like you know quit knows how to talk and write dialogue for people and a lot some people like to do the quotes you know hey this hey that you know um the big kahuna burger you know or that scene with the, the ezekiel you know the people want to talk about but man that's Good movies, man. That that really is a good one. Who's uh, whose bike is this? It's Zed. Who's Zed? Zed's dead, Zed's baby. Dead, baby.
0: <laughs> <Who's> Zed's dead. <laughs> yeah, love it, love it. Uh I haven't seen that movie in a while, man. I'm gonna have to go back and, you know, watch it again. I haven't seen in years maybe. I mean, you don't it's not on TV much. It's one of those ones you gotta kinda you know find and put on yourself, I guess. Right. You know? Um another movie um that I want to bring up that is right up our alley, and and really hits it out of the park for both of us is Rockstar.
1: Ooh, definitely.
0: My other boy, Mark Wahlberg. So we got Keanu, we got Patrick, we got Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) Those are my guys. The trifecta. Uh, The trifecta right there. This movie, uh, Rockstar, really was not that big. When it got released, it was kind of flopped in the box office. Mm -hmm. It wasn't wasn't that big. Um, But man the soundtrack is fucking killer dude <laughs> it is killer because right. they made stay with me folks so the band that plays in this okay all the band that plays in this uh movie is a fictional band yes but it's made up of just killer 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 musicians like it's almost like a uh like a uh a, a, a who's who of of artists here um let's see you got um obviously the one that most people know is that uh, the guitar player Zach Mike Wild. Wild yes obviously played with Ozzy um played with Ozzy for years you know since he was you know a teenager i believe uh, crazy babe was it crazy got yeah, crazy babies mm-hmm. i think was the first album he plays he has a sound uh, that you just cannot cannot escape. Um, Jeff Pilson plays on bass from Dokken. Dokken. Um very familiar. we've talked about Dawkin before. Uh, Jason Bonham, who's John Bonham's son is on the drums. Um, he has his own John Bonham experience that he tours with where they play, you know, uh, Led Zeppelin songs. Um, and then you know you, they had two singers, uh, 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 Jeff Scott Soto. Yes. Uh, Was one of the singers. And then the other singer they have is uh, uh, Malenko Matijevich, who was the singer of one of the bands I've talked about previously, which is Steelheart. And he's the one that hits those high, just like scream, not screaming, but just hits can hit those falsetto notes. Man, that the the soundtrack on this album is just right up our alley. Right up our alley and... You know, the good thing about this soundtrack is they did something that I think was really smart. Not only did they take the the, the songs that Steel Dragon, the fictional band we're talking about, did, they put in some other, let's put in some other stuff. So, okay, I may not trust the Steel Dragon stuff, but you know what I do know? I do know Wild Side from Motley Crue. I do know Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. And I know Stranglehold by, by Ted Nugent. You know, these are songs that they put in there that, you know, People know. Lick It Up by Kiss. People know these songs. So they had a great combination of these originals by... If if you follow rock and roll music at all, you know who all these artists are. And they made this band that is just like basically a super group. Right? Well, they should have made more stuff because the music's phenomenal. The music is phenomenal. Dude, this is my gym mix, dude. All <laughs> over the place, dude. I, I, I uh, we, Just the soundtrack uh, or what? Dude, Blood Pollution. Right? Dude, Blood Pollution is... Like one of the best songs, uh, "Stand Up." I love "Wasted Generation." Right, uh, "Long Live Rock and Roll." I mean, all of them are are, are so great. Uh, and then also, you know, you know, the, when you watch the movie, the way it kind of ends is just like in real life. You know, it's here comes alternative, the rock thing dies, right. but still, the songs that, that the song that he sings uh, at the end of the movie in the little coffee shop, uh, 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 "Colorful." Uh, that actually was sung by the Verve Pipe, if yes. I remember correctly. That's a killer. That was tune. a killer tune, Dude, man. Killer. I love it. That uh, I love that. Song. So his girlfriend in the in the movie is, is Jennifer, played by Jennifer Aniston, Aniston. and they part. They break up because he's just too, too you know, out of alcohol, control, drugs, yeah. out of control rock star, rock star, and she just loves him, but she just can't see him go through it anymore. Their ways separate, and then she comes back, and they see each other. At the end, and he in a little small club, a little small little like 10 club. or 20 people. Yeah, and, and you, she sees it like this. He's he's himself again, you know, he's just doing it because he loves it. And this is what, and it's just a great ending. It pulls at the heartstrings a little bit. It makes you say, okay, you know, it doesn't have to be all grandioso and like that. But man, that that movie's great. Dude. That is great. It's, it's, it's actually based, I'm sure you know this, but just tell our fans, it's actually kind of loosely based, based. on a true story. Uh, when Rob Halford left. Judas Priest. Yes, and then uh, they were finding their replacement, and they plucked. Just I think they got him out of a Tribute band, Correct. Uh, Ripper Owens. Yeah, uh, and he became their singer, and for one cycle of for, album, for one album cycle, and then you know they took a, I think a little bit of a break, and then you know Rob Halford came back. But man, that uh, that that you know one of the, my favorite scenes in that movie. Just quick is uh, when he first auditions for the band yes when he first auditions for the band and he, he first time he doesn't sing it the second time he doesn't like it and he wants to do it one more time and then he just oh he nails it dude it's great love that movie can't say enough about you, it. you
1: know there's a um a actor in there one of our favorite uh singers michael Starr.
0: So, oh yeah yeah
1: yeah he was the guy before he walked in mark Wahlberg walked in and he was like you know leaving and that was his Cameo
0: Michael Starr from Steel Dragon, Steel Panther. Oh yeah, Steel Panther. That's right. Sorry, Steel Dragon's the band in the movie. Steel, yeah, Panther. Steel Panther. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Michael. <laughs> if You ever listen to this? <laughs> which you probably will. Everybody I'm sure will.
1: Everybody will. Yeah, you know, dude. Great. Movie. I can't say enough of that um, movie. Um, and love it, dude. There's just so much, so much good stuff on it, man. Um, you know, one other movie I want to bring up, which I uh, I probably wanna close with is um a soundtrack which is the movie i want to say stunk but the soundtrack was awesome um just another victim okay soundtrack uh now with this one they took the best of the rap world with the best of the rock world and kind of collaborated these guys together just a few songs just to say about it Um, helmet and house of pain do the uh, song called "Just Another Victim." If you get a chance to hear the soundtrack, it's if you like rock and rap, new metal, it's really up your alley. What's what's the movie? "Just Another Victim," Judgment Night. Sorry, Judgment okay. Night. Ooh. Sorry. I didn't want to have to correct you. you no, know, correct me. Judgment, Judgment Night. Night. Um, and then Ice T and Slayer do "Disorder." I think that's a cover song of a, of a from a punk band. And then "Freak Mama," which is from Mud Honey and Sir Mix-a-Lot you know you're not thinking these guys you know mixed together two different worlds but it comes together i i think this soundtrack from judgment night really squeezes it together
0: yeah this is one of those cases where the soundtrack is better than the movie and you know to me the the song that i really take away from it was uh, biohazard and onyx Onyx was a big rap group before four person rap group. They had that big song Slam mm-hmm. that was everywhere. But they did that they did the title track Judgment Night and that for me that was a standout track from that that album. But that this was a time before, you know, uh, the rap rock revolution even started. So Correct. Least, it it wasn't and really wasn't embraced, you know. It took a little while, but it was before, you know, your your corn your limp biscuits and all that kind of, you know, rap rock Kind of thing that it really took off. Yeah, uh, ten years before, maybe even more. And great, 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 great soundtrack. You guys got to go check it out. So b- before we
1: say, before we say goodbye to you guys and end this, there are two standout singles from a movie which I got to talk about. One is definitely Peter Gabriel's "In Your Eyes" from "Say Anything." Oh yeah, um, that movie. I think that scene where he lifts up his uh, boombox and plays that song for the girl is i mean iconic pop culture but beautiful song well written and 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 plays perfectly for that scene Mm -hmm. um and another um song i wanted to say and i'm going to end it on this one is uh young guns 2 john bon jovi's blaze of glory um i think he just took a uh i don't want to say a rest or you know just wanted to jam with a bunch of other guys and they made this album they made the all the songs for Young Gun 2 and that that song "Blades of Glory was just man it could it could have fit in any of those Bon Jovi albums yeah. but yeah oh for sure it was just a little bit different maybe not as pop metal you know but it's still good it, still exciting it fit the song it fit the movie, the movie perfectly. very well yeah it you fit know, the movie a little bit move of it perfectly you know outlaw country's feel to it and I stuff
0: I remember that music video, dude, where he's like up on these plateaus, wearing like just like the the oh the, the, the Native American <laughs> chest piece, like yes. made out of bone or whatever it is, dude. I'm like, oh, this is it right here. Look at John flaunting it out. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> you know, I, you know, I gotta tell you, Greg. I wish, I wish we could just go on and on and on because I got in my mind, I got all these movies, all these songs. All these things I want to talk about and don't think that, you know, I know people are yelling, Oh my God, they didn't talk about this. They didn't talk about this. They didn't talk about that. They didn't talk about this. Dude, we got them all. We just don't, we just don't have the time, unfortunately. And, uh, um, before we sign off, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it, but one movie that is killer. The movie, the soundtrack is killer. The soundtrack is killer is Bohemian Rhapsody. I just got to throw it out there. We'll talk about it in another day. We're just running out of time. Love it. It's got great live tracks that they put in there with the studio tracks. It's got the whole Live age show on there. Go to your Apple. Go to your Spotify. Listen to it today. It's going to blow you away. Freddie Mercury, best frontman in the history of rock and roll, in the history of music. I just want to say that. We will talk about that movie. We'll talk about that soundtrack on another episode.
1: All right. Sounds good. Um, So for Chris and Greg at at Big Talk, um, goodbye so long. Thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, Questions, comments, concerns, you know how to reach us. So we're going to sign off. See ya. Thanks a lot.